Welcome back. Welcome back to Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq Alameen. Remember to keep up with us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Radio Islam USA. If you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to post them on our wall, uh, DM us, put them in our message box, or you can send us an email at producer at radioislam.com. That's producer at radioislam.com. Last but not least, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. You'll find us at Radio Islam. I am joined today, my first day back, uh, coming from Hajj, my first day back with Layla Abdullah Pulos. And we've been talking about the Hajj, but now we're going to switch gears because there's some exciting stuff that is coming up for writers, uh, and which means it's exciting for readers as well. Uh, and that is the uh, Black Muslim Anthology. Did I get that right? Black Muslim Reads Anthology. The Black Muslim Reads Anthology. Yes. Yeah, so br break it down. Tell us, what are we looking at? Okay. Well, the anthology is the next step in what started off as a hashtag campaign um, in 2018. 2018, we had a hashtag campaign, All Black History Month, called Black Muslim Reads. Hashtag Black Muslim Reads. It actually went viral its first year. And readers shared their Black Muslim Reads, books written by Black Muslim authors. And it, it exploded. It started off in the United States. It, it went over to the UK and other countries and everything like that. And then last year, the next thing that we did, in addition to the hashtag campaign, was we had the Black Muslim Reads event at uh, NYU, okay? Right. And so we, you actually gave a clip because you couldn't make it, so you gave a clip. So we yeah. had great clips from like you, Margaret Aziza, Nia Dixon. We had great speakers, um, Suhaib Webb, Imam Alameen Latif from the New York Modulus Shore. And we had this fantastic panel of Muslim authors. We had Um Jawaria, Sakina Rashid from the uh, creator and president of the Muslim Writers and Publishers Association, Halima de Vera. And so we had this fantastic panel and, and we had books and readers were snacking up books and everything like that. It was a really great event hosted by the Islamic Center at New York University. So that was really great. So now what we would like to do at NBA Muslims is to have an anthology of uh expansive black Muslim reads, mm -hmm. okay? So we're accepting poetry and prose, fiction, nonfiction, creative nonfiction. One of the things I would like to have, and I'm hopeful we'll be able to get that, is I would like to include some um, chutbahs from imams, black Muslim imams, from across the country and across uh, uh, backgrounds. So I really like, like Sunni, Sufi, uh, Imam Warsi Muhammad, Nation of Islam, like this whole expanse because uh, the language is so important and so rich to the culture. Mm -hmm. And so I would just like to have a representation of that. So hopefully, inshallah, that'll happen. And so I've been, we've been getting some great uh, submissions, okay, and an expanse of work. And it's just really, really exciting. And uh, one of the things that, you know, uh, that is happening is that I get to see all of these great writers and authors and creatives kind of come together and that I've been like having all of these different discussions with. And so now that it'll be in one place, a lot of their works will be in one place, which is really, really great. And I'm really, really excited about it. 
there is you can find out more information about it on the NBA Muslims page. So there's an entire page dedicated to it. Mm-hmm. We have a great co-editor. So I'm one of the co-editors. We have Umjawari co-editing and Fatima Abdul Malik, incredible editor. Okay. So we fucked up when she agrees <laughs> to co-edit the anthology. So it's really, really great. A lot of people have said yes to submitting uh, to the anthology immediately. You know, I was a little concerned because, you know, this is uh, something that we will be self-publishing at NBA Muslims, and it's very, very, we have a teeny, teeny, tiny budget, right. and so we can't pay uh, authors and writers, mm-hmm. okay? And, I mean, that's not unusual. There are some anthologies that do pay the majority of them do not. You know, for instance, I've contributed to quite a number of anthologies, and, you know, the expectation is that I, w- I won't get paid. But there are other things that happen. First of all, you get your voice out there. Right. You get your work out there with other writers and, and, and their readership as well. So you actually have access to uh, different demographic of readers and then a larger expanse of readers. Okay, a lot of times... You know, uh, these works need to be edited, okay? And so while some uh, anthologies may keep the rights, I, you know, the Black Muslim Reads Anthology, the writers keep the rights to their work. Oh, wow. But at, yeah, they keep the rights to it. And they end up with a polished, professionally edited piece at the end of it as well. Let okay? me ask you this. So, Let me ask this. Mm-hmm. Is, is this being self-published, will there be... Kindle options. Will you be able to oh, get this? Oh, definitely. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Great. 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 Yeah, you know how I feel about e-readers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So definitely be a Kindle option. There'll be, inshallah, a print option as well. It'll be in print e-readers and everything like that. And you actually, you know, we have new writers that are not well known and well known writers who have said yes to it. And um, I didn't have really many writers who said, you know, if you're not going to pay me for it, you're not going to get my work, which I, you know, I respect if you don't want, if that's, if that's what you do, that's what you do. You know, I can't say anything about it, you know, but it was like a humdullah, some great authors said yes immediately. So inshallah, this is going to be really, really good. We're trying to shoot for publication during Black History Month, during the Black Muslim Leads campaign. Hopefully that'll happen, you know, but when you're talking about publishing anything, nothing's ever 100%. Right. But hopefully that will happen, and hopefully we'll have another Black Muslim Reads event, and uh, and we'll be able to to release the book then. But it's really, really great. I mean, the the stuff that we get to read on on the, uh, the editorial review panel has been really, really fabulous. And it's what I've always known, that we have a rich expanse of language Mm -hmm. and the our voices are so layered that it's just really incredible the different types of things that i've that i've got the pleasure and the honor to read because there's these writers are sending me their work and sharing their work and so it's just really really great that you know and i look forward for more to more and more and more coming in and so it's just been really fabulous and i've gotten to, to talk to writers yeah. about their work and it's just been really great and I really look forward to it. I think that it's important. I think that it's important for as a cultural uh, artifact mm-hmm. that shows 
our language, our connections, okay, our, 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 the layers of our intersections, and the layers of our voices. So I just really, really think it's wonderful. Waiting for your submission. You, 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 you will have it, sister. You will have it. Uh, <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to leave that in. Uh, you know, I, I would edit that out. But Don't edit that I'm out. Keep I that will in. put it on Twitter. <laughs> I'll blast you on Twitter. You know how let I me, care. Let, let me ask. So, I, really, I really just think it's, I just, it's hmm? so incredibly important. Yeah. No, no. It, it absolutely is. It is. Um, will there be opportunities for... Uh, because I'm I'm excited about the reading, all these different authors, right? These different voices. I'm excited about that. But will there also be opportunities for us to hear uh, from these authors together, kind of like you did with the um, uh, with with the convening you had at um, at the you know at the university? I see. Yeah. Yeah. So will there be opportunities to get those authors together so we can? Kind of hear them bounce ideas off of one another, or just to uh, just to just to listen to them in conversation with one another. Well, you know it's interesting because usually with an anthology, I I we right now and actually this this part of it is not really up to me; it's up to the editorial board. Uh, you know, there's usually a lot of authors. So that would be a lot of moving parts to try to get everyone together. Yeah. But there'll be an opportunity for authors to come and join the uh, Black Muslim Reads event. Hopefully it'll be at NYU again. We haven't pinned down a venue yet, but they were so incredible yeah. last time that we just really would love to have it again. But other cities are like, yeah, what about us? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so I know I missed, be in New York? I missed last year's and... Uh, so I have every intention. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Is there going to be another one? Because I, I want to be well, I at mean, the next one. You, I mean, if it's a matter, are you offering Chicago? Of course I'm offering <laughs> Chicago. Chicago is here. Chicago is here. Look. And see, you're about to get us derailed off into some food again. But Chicago is here. So, yeah, if you want to bring Chicago, we, we, we can definitely make that happen. We'll, we'll, we'll get the space. I'll come, I'll come to Chicago. Okay. And, I, I will put you up to a challenge to find to to, to put a, a a a plate of decent Chicago pizza in front of me because you seem to get your pizza casserole. <laughs> so you can do that too. Yeah. So it would be great. It would be great. I mean, the city is open. So yeah, you know, where where it's going to be next? I would love to have it at NYU because I just really think that I see NYU. They're really really terrific there. Okay. And but you know it's always open. It's all you know. This is the one of a few uh, uh, projects that I'm on where I'm trying to get authors together. All right, now I'm, I'm working on trying to get romance, romance authors, African American Muslim romance authors together for a project because I just think that their voices are so important. And there's some African American uh, Muslim romance authors that are going to be in the anthology. And I mean the expanse. The ex I have we have not put too many uh, uh, restrictions. Okay. When it comes to content, okay. So it's very much adult there uh, for adult readers because we want those voices out there. We don't want to restrain anybody at all. You Is know? there a word count? 
Is there a word limit? The word count, it depends on it depends on the work that you're doing. So there there's a work there's a word count limit for poetry and prose. Okay. And poetry is actually a page word count and prose is a word count. So poetry is four pages, if I remember correctly, but for prose, for fiction and nonfiction, I believe six thousand words. Which mm. isn't a whole lot. Okay. Uh, but I don't want writers to be completely restricted by that. So right. if they have something that's a little longer, then send it in, you know, because it may be phenomenal. Be like, oh, we got to find some page space for this one. Right, right. <laughs> we have to find some page space for this one. I did feel, I, I and I honestly did not, I we did invite some authors straight out, okay? Yeah. And so I did not want to kind of tell Umzakia, you know, only give me 6,000 words. I want as many words as Umzakia is going to give me. Right. Like, how many you got for me, sir? <laughs> right, right. You know, it's how Umzakia, oh, you want to do fiction and you want to do poetry? I'm down with that completely. <laughs> yeah, send it through. Send it through. Who tell? you know, how do you, t- how do you tell Kayla Wheeler and Vanessa Taylor, oh, you just give me this amount of words? Ah, whatever you got. Well, you, yeah. But, you know, the workout is really so that, you know, new authors or authors who have a lot on their plate don't feel overwhelmed. So if they feel like 6,000 is what I can give, then that's, then that's what they can do. And that, that's wonderful, too. We want those voices out there. We want the world to see how wonderful it is. We want African-American Muslims to see that, you know, we've been doing this for decades. And we've created this rich literary culture mm-hmm. out there. And so it's just like, we, I really want us all to kind of see that and appreciate that. And so this is the reason why, you know, we, you know we've been working so hard to get this anthology ready, inshallah. Inshallah. So let's, let's talk quickly to some of those new writers who are listening and may say, you know, Maybe I'll, I'll try to send something in, right? Maybe I'll submit something. What are some of the tips that you would give to that uh, to, to that individual starting out, finding their voice, uh, whatever, whatever you think is going to be relevant for them uh, at, at this step, uh, at this stage of the uh, uh, game for them? The first thing I would like new writers to consider is to think about having the confidence of knowing that people want to hear their voices. People want to read your stuff, okay? And I, I remember when um, NBA Muslims posted a contest, okay, for young Muslims, young Muslim poetry contest. Um, April, Women's History Month, that would be March. That would be March. Yeah. And so um, it was young girls. Okay, the oldest was 17 and the youngest was 11, okay? And um, they felt really good at the idea that, you know, they had this opportunity to win a prize and uh, have their work uh, considered. And, you know, one of the things that the host, Alina Sear, told the, the, the young poets to know that people want to hear what they have to say. Okay, and they created some beautiful stuff, really, really some beautiful stuff. And I mean, the judges included uh, Khalil Ismail, 
who is a phenomenal uh, uh, spoken word poet, Um Jawaria, and they were impressed by these young women. And so I think that anyone who decides to take their, take to the keyboard or take to the pen, you know, to go with it, knowing that people want to hear what it is that you have to say. That's the first thing that I would like any new writer to consider. The second thing is, if you know an experienced writer, okay, reach out to them, you know, say, can you take a look at this and tell me uh, what you think about it? Okay. Um, that can be very hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's another thing that comes with experience is kind of having a thicker skin when it comes to your work. Okay. But when you reach out and you have someone read your work, and, and, and again, an experienced writer would be the best. Uh, if you can do that and they give you their feedback take it for what it is take it for them looking at your work and giving you directions and advice and information to make it better no one experienced writers tend not to want to cut up other people's work because it's been because because a lot of times we've been hurt ourselves <laughs> like slicing <laughs> into our stuff yeah Seriously, like, you know, there were tears, okay? So, and, and ask them what they think of it, okay? And by all means, send the work in. Because when you send the work in, the review board, uh, the, there is an editing process, okay? And so you have an opportunity, okay, to have your work assessed and feedback given by experienced, uh, experienced content editor, Mm -hmm. an experienced line editor, an experienced copy editor, okay? And if you go and you look, you see how much all of that costs <laughs> to have that done, even for a small work. It is not cheap. Yeah. So you have the opportunity to have that done, okay? And at the end, now you have a polished piece of work. That you have the you rights to. That, that you have the rights to that you have the rights to. We do not want to take the rights away from anyone. We also, you know, I, I know some anthologies, they want only original original work. Yeah. You know, the purpose and the objectives of this is to showcase the writing. So if it was published on your on your, on your your uh, blog or something like that, that's perfectly fine. Send it in. Okay. okay. I'm sending it in a blog piece. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, you're sending it in a blog. No, I want to hook up for you. I told you, brother. <laughs> okay. Let me try it. Let me try it. Okay. So, no. Yeah, we're accepting uh, uh, things that have been published online. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, if you had something that was in Muslim having your work republished right. so a lot of online publications have uh very specific policies when it comes to that mm -hmm. so just make sure of that but if it's your blog yeah something that you have all the rights to send it in you know because it's about showcasing the work okay and oftentimes when it's something that someone has actually put on the blog they've put a lot of uh, man hours into making sure it's as polished as possible so please by all means do so Awesome. We want awesome. new writers. Want new writers. All right. So we want, we want experienced writers. We want it across the board. Okay. And I think it's going to be a rich work because it shows 
you know, we have links to the African-American literary tradition, mm -hmm. the Islamic tradition, and, you know, we, you know, African-Americans are really good, okay, yeah. at creating culture. You know, we're copied off of by everybody. You <laughs> and their mama. You know, one of the things that I really appreciate about uh, this particular group of uh, authorship, um, historically, is that it runs counter to the narratives that you're going to find in, um, you know, in, in the major media outlets, right? Uh, what's what's being shared as far as what the values are, what's important for the day are not always reflected. Well, I, I should say not always reflected. You can't expect them to be reflected in the uh, authorship and the commentary and the insights of this group, this particular group of people that are, you know, who have often been excluded, um, who have been uh, ignored, and and a lot of times who have been exploited. So that take, mm -hmm. our take historically on how we see the world uh, through differing periods of time, is extremely valuable, you know, and it, it allows us to see, it allows us to see the media in a much different light. I think it gives a, a lot of balance to it. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited to, to see what comes out of this. Well, you know, one of the things that I've gleaned over the past couple of years that's mm -hmm. been happening among African-American Muslims yeah. is that I think we've uh, reached a stark reality. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, which is not something unusual in the African-American experience of not having our means of it, our, our, the ways that we express it ourselves uh, be a part of the quote-unquote mainstream, yeah. which is fine, okay? Which is fine. Um, you know, the African-American experience has been known for being uh, outside of the mainstream and actually redirecting the stream. <laughs> yeah. So that, yes. so that, and bringing the stream to them through their works. You know, it's like I always like, uh, uh, like to quote Toni Morrison, who just who just recently passed away. Yes. Uh, to, when she says, "I am the mainstream," mm. okay, she sat. Or, I sat on the edges and brought the stream to me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so that's something that we do, and I think that for a while now, uh, many African American Muslims have. I need you to get. I need you to be diplomatic because I'm not going to be in the next couple of seconds. Okay. Yeah. We've fallen for a bill of goods when it comes to our fellow non-African American Muslims, and I'm talking across the board. I'm talking about African diaspora. Uh -huh. I'm talking about Daisy, Middle Eastern, across the board. Was like this whole idea of brotherhood, 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 sisterhood, 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 which tantamounted to us having to shed our African-American cultural uh, 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 conventions and the things that make us who we are, yeah. you know? I mean, I, I know that there's arguments uh, in the broader culture among uh, black people, among black Americans, what is an African-American? Let me get that straight for everyone right now who may be listening. An African-American is someone who has a heritage that includes the enslavement of Africans in the United States of America from the time pre-colonial 
colonial and the time it became a nation. Those are African-Americans, okay? We have our own culture, okay? We have our own social capital, especially when it comes to resistance in this country and fighting white supremacy in this country. So those who are African, those are African-Americans. And anyone who wants to push back on that, Mm -hmm. okay, just DM me. They they can see you outside. They can see you outside. They can see me outside. (laughs) Because honestly, it's like at the end of the day, once again, okay, we find that a lot of times there are people who want to either dismiss us Mm -hmm. or co-opt our culture, including our name. That is what an African-American is. Any African-American who's deluded by anything else, that's your problem. Mm. Pick up a book. Okay? Anybody outside of the African-American culture who wants to push back and resist against that, that's your problem. Mm. Pick up a book. That's who African-Americans are. So African-American Muslims are part of that heritage. Right. Okay? From even enslavement. But let's look at the black Muslim movement from the time of the black Muslim movement and kind of use that as a marker. Mm -hmm. Because what we see now are the generations that come out of that, out of that movement. Whether you're Sunni, whether you're Shia, whether you're Sufi, whether you're Warthi Muhammad Mm -hmm. or anything like that, you cannot discount the black Muslim movement and how it is a touchstone to your culture as an African-American Muslim. Okay, so we've always created these things, okay, whether it be that we were at the forefront of of Muslim education in the United States with the Sister Clara Muhammad School. That's right. right. Whether we started our own businesses and everything like that. We had the Darl Islam movement and everything. So we have all of these different cultural layers. And we are African-Americans, and we're creating at the same time. Now, of course, there was pushback on our creativity from that African-American perspective. But lately, African-American Muslims like, hold up, slow your roll. Mm-hmm. It's my heritage. Yeah. <laughs> okay? And I'm going to draw from it, and I'm going to draw from my experiences, and I'm going to speak about that. Okay? And mm-hmm. so that's what this is. All right? And it even includes black Muslims because it's an appreciation of the fact that, you know, we are these layered people and we do, we're having these different experiences and they're manifesting themselves in different ways and how are we creating things and how, how is it that, you know, uh, uh, first generation, second generation and so on, black Muslims from the African diaspora how much of the African-American culture has influenced them, you know? So it's just really, really just an important work. And I think that uh, the more and more submissions we get, the the more and more layered and rich it's going to become, inshallah. Inshallah, inshallah. Thank you for that um, succinct articulation of the definition of what is an African-American. I I, I couldn't have said it... um, Yes, I could not have said it any better. Um, no, no, that's right. I would not. Have. I probably it probably would take me a lot longer to say that. <laughs> but no, um, yeah. Thank you so much for that. Uh, I think we are going to have um, we're going to have to come back. We got because you, you you covered a lot within the diaspora. Um, because I had some, I, I had an experience came to mind as you were talking 
uh, while on Hajj, meeting some of some of the um, some of our brothers. Uh, matter of fact, one of the a group of brothers was from Ghana, and the conversation mm-hmm. that we're going to have that we got to really get into is about is the effects of how that resistance is manifested, the difference in the resistance between colonialism, resisting colonialism and resisting enslavement. It is it is quite a different uh, response. It is quite a different response. And to, to you know, to recall what a brother told me um, as he felt very kind of, I guess, secure, you know, as we're speaking for him to tell me I grew up around white people. So I know how to act. I know how to follow rules. I know right from wrong. Not like these other black people and I said wow I really couldn't respond to it I just said wow um, once again the effects of of, of, of of colonialism the effects of white supremacy um, and how it can make one hate themselves well, look, I, uh, we got black we got African Americans saying mess like that we got African American Muslims saying stuff like that that's a whole nother thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna give the, you know? the we're gonna give that the time that that it deserves. But um, we're coming up on an hour, so we're gonna shut it down for now, and we'll get back to it again uh, soon, inshallah. As always, a pleasure talking to you, sister. Awesome. Um, now tell folks where they where they can make those submissions at before we get out of here. Okay, so www.pathheels.com slash blog slash NBA Muslims slash BMR Anthology. Or just visit the NBA Muslim website, okay? Where also, you can also get access through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well, okay? Um, The deadline for new submissions is September 30th, okay? And so just, and you can email me directly. You can email the submissions directly to me at Layla.Pulos at NBAMuslims.com. But please read the guidelines, okay? And remember, it's open to all kinds of writing. So if you're thinking, well, maybe mine's not going to be a fit, look at those guidelines. And you may think, oh, well, maybe mine will be a fit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Radio Sound family, we thank you for joining us for another edition. It is good to be back. Good to be back with you. Uh, Remember, subscribe to the podcast. We want to thank our sponsor, uh, Recycle Processes. I'm your host and producer, Tariq Alameen. Our executive producer is Abdul Malik Jayed. We remind you that the views expressed by the host and our guests are theirs and not to be taken as a representation of Sound Vision Foundation. With that, we are going to leave you as we greeted you. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Thank you.